I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the line. Remember when my bacon went through the vegan sugar-free phase? Yeah. Well, I was lucky to survive it. Must have lost 12 pounds. I'm going to burn your heart in a fire! Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Watching It podcast. On today's episode, we cover Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Snowpiercer, and what we've been watching. Yep. Donnell, how you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Nice to actually be off. You know, it's uh, been two weeks of nonstop work, and so I was really looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, I got to do a little spring cleaning today. Oh, yeah. like, you know, starting to air the apartment out from the winter yeah. and. Today is officially the first day of spring. So. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. My, my, the cleaning gene awoken in me. The, <laughs> the stars had aligned correctly and said, okay, it's time to start cleaning out all the cobwebs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. You have nothing? Nothing I, for what we've been I watching? Have a little. What are you doing? You're slacking. I have You're a slacking. little. I have a very little. Uh, like I said, I've been working the last two weeks straight, uh, including last weekend, even when we recorded the podcast. Um, and so haven't really had much time to watch anything, do anything. Uh, but the one thing I have watched, I started watching is a YouTuber called Mr. Gigi. Mr. Gigi. Um, I talked about uh, a while ago, I talked about another YouTuber named Foundflix, where he just basically does a whole review, not just not a review, but like basically a whole breakdown spoilers included of a horror movie. And I like him a lot because I don't want to, there's so many horror movies that get thrown out and some of them all, all of them may, might look a little interesting and stuff um but uh yeah so i like him a lot because i just i instead of watching the horror movie and this might sound lame to some people i just get a quick overview i understand what happened i get the story and i'm like cool i already was doing this in my own personal life with wikipedia or finding movie spoilers online now this guy's just doing it for me nice well mr gg <laughs> is in the same vein except he really focuses on the the, the terrible campy just, okay. just over the okay. top bad horror movies, and he does breakdowns on them, and he's he's comedic like killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, he okay. did uh, the the ginger dead man. Okay, with Gary Busey. Okay, um, and just he just he just likes to just break like he does the same thing, you know, date the stuff, but he also like just tears them apart too. Just like what's wrong with this? Um, and so yeah, I kind of got into him, um, and yeah, I've been enjoying his content. He also, strangely enough, did a series on. Uh, Chris Hansen and to catch the predator. Okay. Basically making fun of all the predators. Which oh, I've always enjoyed yeah. laughing at these <laughs> That's guys. Some cringe. Like, who That's hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I've been watching a decent amount of him. Uh, and like I said, to get really, like I said, some video reviews. Plus he watched a movie that, you know, I've never had any inclination to watch, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah I just, Get to get get that. So that's what have, I've been have watching. You, have a lot. you ever seen or heard of a movie called Rubber? I have heard of it. I've seen the trailers. I know the concept. I've thought about watching it a few times. I never have, but yeah. You should see if he has one for that because it's right. definitely very campy. For those that don't know, <laughs> Rubber is a horror movie about a tire that has a serial killer like tire. telekinetic powers and goes on a murder spree. Mm-hmm. It's just. <laughs> And if you're sitting there right now going, what the hell? That's exactly what this movie is meant it's to fantastic. do. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, though. It is, it's really, it's, it's pretty well done for what it is. Um, well, I've got a lot. Uh, so we're going to run right. through it. Let's, let's we're going to run through it real fast. Uh, that time I got turned into a slime, mm-hmm. getting real interesting, okay. getting real dark. Ooh. So, so uh, dark. Okay, no, he has decided that. to become a demon lord. 
All right. And for instance, uh, you know, he asks his little comp- head computer in his head or whatever, mm-hmm. his his guide, right. like, hey, what do I need to do to be, become a, a demon lord? And it's like, you must sacrifice 10,000 souls. And he's like, oh, look at that invading army over there. Why don't you go ahead and start working on a device that'll kill 10,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> And sacrifice wow. their souls, so it's getting crazy. I did not. See it that is. Uh, they are going to war, and it is. Yeah, it's just. It's, okay. It's so good. It's so good. Like they're just they're taking it up a notch, and yeah. I mean that the the time I got reincarnated in slime and uh, Attack on Titan, I just made a choice that I'm just waiting for that. Them fair both, enough. Fair both enough. To be done with their current season, then I'm just gonna, you know, binge them eventually. See the problem. The problem with uh, Attack on Titan is it's it's very dense. Mm-hmm. So it's like from week to week, I'm like, well, man, there is so much I've got to remember all the time. Yeah. And so that that's really something you need to binge. Yeah. The slime anime, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is just fun. You know, yeah, I no. don't have to know all the things it's, all the it's, time. It's just more of a, it's easier. It sounds strange. It's easier for me to just clear out a day and just binge yep. than it is to watch content on a regular basis in my life Fair right enough. now. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just going to let them wrap up and then <laughs> I'll just watch them both through. Um. So... Resident Alien. I'm mm-hmm. caught up. Um, at at the How end of the feeling? last episode, I was like, I'm giving it one more episode. Okay. How's this episode? Did it? Did it? It 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 progressed enough. It did what I wanted it to do. Okay. All right. Which so is that still in. now some people have found out that he's an alien. Okay. That not the just the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll stick with it for now. For now. Still not super great, but you're... but a little bit more interesting enough that I'll 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 keep going. You'll hang in it. there. Okay. Um. I rewatched some stuff. Uh, Lucky number Slevin. Ooh, I love that movie. Fantastic movie. Good, good, good movie. fun. That was just that was, watch, that was background watch that I wanted to have on my list of uh, movies you could maybe maybe tackle a little bit later. We could um, we could possibly take a look at that. Yeah, I don't know how much really interesting stuff there is to talk about within it. Yeah, though, you know to really break down. It's I just, like the cast. There's not a lot. I mean, I guess yeah, it is a mystery the first time you yeah, watch it. Yeah, the first time. And the second time you watch it, you're like, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah, and you're just you know along for the ride. Um, I rewatched a delightful movie called Robot and Frank. Never heard of it. Uh, Robot and Frank is about a old man who's living alone and his kids are trying to move on with their life and they don't have time to take care of him so they get him a robot okay he's also an ex-jewelry thief and the robot is very much like you've got to get out and do things hey let's go make a garden let's do some calisthenics you know we need to keep your mind sharp and he's like well let's plan a heist instead (laughs) so he starts teaching the robot how to pick locks and stuff like that and it's it's not uh I, I, it's not a blockbuster. No. It, but it's just a fun, nice little movie. Mm-hmm. It's I, definitely worth checking out. Okay. Um, I also rewatched In- Inception. All right. I don't know if that really has the kind of rewatch quality. Inception is definitely, I mean, one is seeing it in theaters was a huge impact of it. I mean, just the the, yeah. the, the fight scenes and the rotating hallway and the, all the card scenes. It was great in theaters. It had a really gripping story, but I think it's like once everything's out there and you know how it's going to end, you know how everything's going to play out. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is some of the. I'm not putting down the movie as a whole. I still really no, no. It's a fantastic movie. But it's it's uh, it's kind of like certain things are are uh, are uh, are like kind of like a set piece that are meant to be experienced in a certain way at a certain time. 
And I feel in that, that way about most time, Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, like, exactly. They're a showcase of a so, thing, but then once you've seen that thing, there's there's not yeah. really something to return to. So so his most recent movie, Tenet. Uh, yeah, everybody got up definitely. in arms about him saying, and I don't think he was saying this, but about him saying, like, my movie is meant to be experienced in theaters. And everyone's like, oh, he's trying to get people to go into the panic in the theater. Like, <laughs> no, he's just saying exactly what we're saying. It's like, his movies are, they're set pieces, and you're not going to get the same experience. He's not saying go to the movie theaters. He's just saying, unfortunately, this is the kind of movie I make. You're not going to get the same experience well, watching I, it. You know, and I, and I can completely understand that. Um, I mean, I think it was a little bit much to push it and say you have to, you know, we're not going to release it until. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. If he wants to do that, that's fine. But I can completely understand because, for instance, um, oh, man, what was the the movie Avatar? Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't see that in IMAX 3D. Yeah you missed something. Yeah. Like you can watch it at home on your 60 inch TV, mm-hmm. you know, with a nice sound system and, and, and it's enjoyable. It, you know, if you haven't seen it again, that's another movie that's kind of hard to go back to. And yeah. Have fun with. Yeah. But if you saw it in IMAX 3d, which I did, it's a whole nother experience yeah. I, for I, sure. I saw it twice. Once in IMAX 3d, the very first time. Fantastic. Enjoyed it. Watched it again without it. And at least in my opinion, it was like, Oh, like you're just saying, no IMAX 3D. This movie goes from like oh to just drops down. Like yeah. it just yeah. it's there's the fact that they're making like four sequels. I'm like, does it need it? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like I don't really feel the story yeah, was when there. It, like we're, what twenty years later, we're gonna finally get the yeah. first sequel. Yeah, and, like, supposedly it better be crazy. It's supposed to be tw- I think either 2022 or 2023 for the first sequel. Oh my and God. then it's supposed to be two years out after that for each one. And I'm just like, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's. That's crazy. I'm surprised that didn't get scrapped like 10 years in being like, yeah. nobody cares anymore. Exactly. That's how you I kind of feel like when these come out. Nobody is waiting like, for a sequel to Avatar. No. Nobody. And if you're out there listening and you are waiting for a sequel to Avatar. Write us at yes. watchingitpodcast at gmail.com and tell us why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> freaking A. Um, and finally, I watched the Snyder Cut. Four hours. It was a lot. It was a lot. It, I took many breaks. Yeah. Many breaks. Uh, I, 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 when I watched all of them, actually, because when I watched Batman v Superman, uh, I started watching that, made it about halfway through, and I was like, nope, and I stopped watching it. <laughs> and I think it wasn't, like, I started watching through the day. I only think it was to that night at, like, 10 p.m. I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. Yeah. And I finished it. Same with the Justice League. And I just imagined yeah, the Snyder Cut. I just feel like. I mean, four hours, man. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah. Any any movie that's over an hour and a half, I'm going to be taking a break in the middle of mm-hmm. it. At least one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just too much. Um, well, I don't want to give too much away, but first, anyone who doesn't know what the Snyder Cut is, it's been living under a rock. There was... Uh, <laughs> what, is it Dawn of Justice? No. Justice League. It's just yes, Justice League, just right? Justice yeah. League. yeah. It's uh, There was the original Justice League that came out a few years back that was mostly done by uh, Zack Snyder, but was finished up by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And then... And, and depending on who you hear from, I mean, it sounds like Joss Whedon like, did a lot of research. Yeah, we, t- we talked about on the previous yeah. episode where, where there was a lot of changes and stuff. But mm-hmm. people, everyone was like, oh, Zack Snyder needs to do his cut. Yes. And uh, and this and, and it got released uh, on HBO Max. Yep. Um, it is a superior movie. Okay. It still has a 
great deal of problems. Okay. Um, there's no reason why it needed to be four hours. <laughs> there is at least a half an hour of padding in there easy. Yeah. Like just long, drawn-out scenes that didn't need to be long and drawn out. But it adds a lot more. Like, yeah. Like the, the motivations of the main villain and stuff like that. So so it is a superior movie. It's not. It's no Avengers Endgame no. or Infinity War. Is it even a first Avengers movie, though? Maybe. Oh, really? Maybe. So here, here's the the top line is that they 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 had to they were rushed into it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the Avengers was like, we're gonna do the Iron Man movie, yep. and we're gonna do the Thor movie, we're and the Hulk movie, everybody get it all set up, movie. and then do your Avengers big big movie. They had to do a lot of origin story. See, that's the thing though. They didn't this, have to. And that's they could what, have taken yeah. their time. No, also. I'm with you. I'm with you. But because they were trying to play catch up. Yeah. That's what that's a lot of what you get added is origin story for all the characters that are in it. You okay. know, like like Infinity War is like Thanos, you got, you know, twenty movies or whatever before mm-hmm. that that built him up as the villain, you know. Um whereas this is like, okay, now we've got a big villain, which is Steppenwolf. Yeah. And he's a big deal in the comics. It is like, okay, well now you gotta just not drop him in there. You gotta yeah. get now now we're gonna do a little backstory and stuff, yeah. but it is definitely worth watching if you're at all interested. If you at all enjoyed the previous one, definitely. Um, if you didn't enjoy the last one, you might get something out of this, but there are still a lot of problems. And maybe we'll talk about it um, once you've had a chance to see it right. um, in a little bit. I don't know if we can do a whole thing on it because it's four hours long. And obviously, we'd have to do, cover the other movie I as mean, well I think to look at the differences. If we did end up doing it, it'd be like a comparison thing and just kind of yeah. yeah, see where. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's one thing that's, that's like, because I kind of want to do an episode on this, you know, Justice League uh, original versus Snyder Cut. But the thing that keeps going through my head is like, in order to do that episode, Robert, you got to watch a boat. six hours of this. And I'm like, do I want to put in six hours? Well, and also you like to watch things multiple times. Oh, there will be no, no, there will not be multiple time for this. I will change things up for this. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't we don't have any news. I no. didn't have any news. Right. Um, so we'll just get right into uh, some Snowpiercer. Yeah. What did, What did you think of this this episode? I put down, and it. I put down at the end of my notes. I put down. It's a good thing there's two episodes left in this. Yeah. Season yeah. Because this episode lost me a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm like they're slow rolling this. And not the just like, the slow. My thing was the stupidity of Leighton and most of the main characters. Yeah. Like, there was so many better ways to handle almost everything they did. Yeah. And I'm just like, wh- why? Why are you why why are you letting uh Wilford win? Like, I, I one thing I did put in though, from I also was like looking back over the whole season. Wilfred's been playing this game the whole time. Oh yeah, and he's been yeah. he's been well. Getting, I mean, there, there's get, a there's a fantastic line towards the end. It's like yep. there's only one conductor of this orchestra, mm-hmm. and uh, what a fantastic line! Yeah, yeah, because you know, he good, knew exactly what was yeah. going to go down. I mean, he's been, and I, I mean, I kind of dropped this a little bit earlier. The first time they brought him on, over to the train, I was like, "You're already losing ground if you're bringing him on yep. the train, even if it's as a peace thing and you're trying to." I just like. You guys aren't playing this right. You, you, there's just so much. Like, yeah, I, uh, I just feel like, yeah, our, our main cast of, I'm just going to guess I'll say, like, Leighton, Ruth, um, Roach, and, uh, and Till. 
probably. And I guess also Zara, you know, Layton's girlfriend. Um, those are kind of our main cast. And like, they just, they were all outclassed. They yeah. were outplayed. They did not know what they're doing. And it just, but still, even that thing is, there were just so many easy to do things that they could have to stop him from taking control. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, let's just jump to the end. I'm just gonna, <laughs> well, I, I mean, if we go back, as soon as he shows up and you realize that they're starving, you go, we got a bunch of food over yeah. here and a lot more room mm-hmm. and blankets and stuff. Kill that dude and all of you can come over here yeah. and get some food. Yeah. Like, it, it there's, yeah, I mean, easy, exactly. Easily solved. Like, yeah. It's just, so <laughs> they're not many that things. much of fanatics. You yeah. Know? I mean, some of them are, but yeah, not, some of them that's are. the thing is, I think the majority of Big Alice, it really seems like they would switch easily. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. It just was, yeah. This episode <laughs> frustrated me a lot. Yep. Um, all right, let's just... Uh, we won't jump to the end. I'll, I'll, we'll stay. We'll stay yep, on yep, course. Yep, 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 uh, yep. So, uh, so the opening scene, and the one thing I just caught, tried, tried, that really got me is... Um, we've And we've been seeing him for like the past two episodes, maybe three, but this guy from Third, I don't even know what his name is, but he's like the leader of the Third. He's the one, the biggest dude who's like, Leighton sucks. We need to go back to Wilfred. You know, he's kind of the guy with the scraggly little beard yep, and stuff. Yep. He's a guy who sees Wilfred get on the train, tells everybody. I'm just like, who is this guy? Yeah. They have never made him a character, but now he's like, he's a prominent, he's like the guy, he's an anti Leighton dude. And the thing I keep trying to figure out. That just hangs out in the subway? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And the thing I'm trying to figure out is I'm just like, okay, um, He's part of, like, the thing that made no sense in this episode was, there's a little, talk a little bit later, is third is the, like, we barely heard from first, but it's pretty obvious yeah. first is for Wilfred. Um, second, apparently, is still for Leighton, but I'm like, why would second be for Leighton more than third? Like, yeah. third, if we remember watching in season one, third were the menial laborers. They're the ones who they're on the train and why they weren't tellies doing the bottom of the barrel work. Like they had no respect. They yeah. had no extra other than being in there. They had no extra thing. So I'm like, why would you be like, I oh, man, I can't wait to get back to being a bottom of the rung worker again. Underneath yeah. Wilford. Like, I yeah. just can't figure out why third is so heavy. Like our life was so much better than Wilford. Was it? What has been so bad? I mean, yes, there's been some murders and stuff, but those haven't even been directly. Late. And so I'm just like, what has been so bad in third? under Leighton's like I could see why first of course they've lost all their privileges and all stuff and even second since they were higher up though like I said they said most of seconds on Leighton's side in this episode but even second like yeah you guys are you're suddenly having to mix with third and the tail yeah. you're suddenly having you know all your 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 privileges being stripped away I get, could get why those two classes are but I'm just like third what did you have underneath Wilford that you're yeah. missing so well, much I mean, right there's now so many <laughs> that things I no never sense. really understood is like why so cuz the cuz the tail won the war. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't they in first? Why didn't they like spread out all over the train? Why are they still hanging out and because in, I mean that makes the sense though. There's the safety in numbers. Yeah. Like going up to first like yeah, if first is going to accept you up there, sure, but they're not. And if not all of the tail comes to first, then you got, you know, six tellies and, you know, 50 people on first. It's not going to go well. So I get yeah. why they're still congregating in the tail. I figure they should be more free in third, but now third is like super Wilfred. You know what? I don't know but if we know. Do we have a census? Like of how many people? I don't think they've ever said like how many people are in the tail, no, how many people have. are in first, It would be second, nice to know. Third. So because if there's like twice as many people in the tail as there is in the rest of the train, then it's over. Yeah, just they can just take over the whole thing. You know? I think they want to also avoid just you know train massacre and slaughtering and all that. True, so they're, true, they're trying to true. reach a fair democracy, not <laughs> not just reverse the the roles of the tell in the first class. Um, but okay. 
Oh, go ahead. So, so it kind of starts out with a uh, a funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, not kind of. It does start out with yeah, a funeral. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here going like, Tail would eat that meat. Oh, yeah. Like, I that's mean, the meat you're throwing away. Like, like there's they, no... They would the, the, in the before times when the tail was slaves, <laughs> but no one's eating humans now. Like, you got plenty of fruit. Why eat humans? <laughs> like, yeah, if the tail was... I mean, yeah, and they might be here sh- shortly, but if the tail was back, you know, in prison in the back, well, yeah, they'd be like, why are you throwing away all that human meat? But... Yeah, I'm just surprised that they don't... The train does not have some kind of, like, human uh, composting, exactly. you know car or something so, for dead people you know quick side note because one thing i am doing uh that could have been a problem watching as i'm playing the game outer worlds in it okay um, and in outer worlds one of the first missions you do is you go to this colony where uh it's a space-based game just so i'm not gonna break down everything but you go to this colony and they're, they're, they're they split there it's basically every, in the outer worlds everything's run by corporations so there's people who like they fed up with the corporations they leave the town and they're off doing their own thing and they're growing plants for the first time on this planet and uh the first time i played the game you get to pick a side and you get to side i side it with the people who left the corporation and uh so i never saw this part of the storyline this time i'm playing it again and i said it with the kind of side with the corporation but you can actually make it where both sides get what they want mm-hmm. um that's what i ended up doing but you find out the way they're able to grow food on yep. this planet is using human fertilizer. Yep. So, so yeah, same sort of thing in, in Snowpiercer. You think they'd be like these bodies can be? I mean, yeah, organic material yeah. is a is a finite resource exactly. in this in this I universe. Mean, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Freaking Roach says in his intro- introductions, like the the immortal engine may be eternal, but this train still runs on meat. Yeah. He says yep. it in the yep. intro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, interesting that we got Roach doing a monologue. Yeah. Um, I felt like he kind of phoned it in a little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. How many? How many? How many cars? On the train, Don Al? I mean, we're, we're going to talk about that later anyway, so we can just <laughs> wait till then. Um, but yeah, then I'll, the thing is, so they toss the bodies out, and I'm like, unless they were frozen beforehand, it's just like, is it really cold yeah, enough? No, it's called 100, uh, negative 140 or something like that. They would freeze before they hit the ground. So if it's that cold, then how is like, I mean, even if Icy Bob or these suits that the Breachmen wear are like prepared for steep cold I'm just like how would you like it would you think the f- suit would even if it keeps you alive you think the suit would freeze solid when you're outside the yeah. train and so that's my thing is like if it's that cold i feel like how are you able to go outside at all even in a suit or if you're icy ball yeah like, your outer layers would freeze and then you're just kind of standing there waiting to die well, i assume that the suits that they're in have some sort of heat, heat yeah i mean I they'd have to they'd yeah. have to because there's no amount of coat that's gonna you know, keep, yeah. keep that keep that cold away. It's got to have some kind of heat thing. Yeah. Can, can we jump to Icy Bob? Or no, do we want to wait? I'm fine with jumping to Icy okay. Bob. Let's jump to Icy Bob. So they send Icy Bob out. Mm-hmm. But we really, we just get to see him coming back. Which is, yeah. by the way, I feel gypped. Yeah, a little bit. I really I, just needed a whole episode of him. I needed, like, splat. There's stuff you could have removed from this episode. Mm-hmm. And thrown in some Icy Bob. And then Bob. just, like, Icy Bob slowly walking up oh, the train. Yeah. And here's the thing. Real quick, because that's one thing, since we were, you want to know how many train cars train is, Robert. Uh, that was like, this is 1,034 tra- cars long. Yep, 10 it's miles. 10 miles. I've a- walked 10 miles ball- with, well, several times. Yeah, but in with in nonstop wind blowing yeah. one way against yeah. the wind and stuff, uh, and also free, deep freezing. And so here's the thing is, if you watch the episode, Alex brings up there was a breach this morning. Yep. Yep. And then when Icy Bob comes back, it is clearly night. Meaning yep. that man was out on the top of this train in negative 40, 140 yeah. degree weather for over, I mean, minimum eight hours, but probably longer. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I would say, I would say 10 hours. I can't remember thinking back to the beginning when they're like, when he's trying to get Icy Bob prepped, his time was like at like, I think it was like 
45 minutes or something. So I'm like, yeah. they've done a lot of work. If they got him out yeah. there for 10 hours, I mean, he was pretty uh, wrecked by the time he Why got doesn't back. he have a suit? He's yeah. just out there naked. Exactly. There's no reason for that. You can't paste together something, yeah. anything that helps. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just send him out there naked? That's crazy. Because, right. yeah, I mean, they've made it clear that being out in the suit will fail eventually. But that thing is, if you're in a suit plus your icy bulb, like, it's probably, yeah, it's going to boost your chances so much. But, yeah, it was weird. No suit for icy bulb. Um, yeah. So, so he... he he does some stuff, which we'll get mm-hmm. into in a minute. I just want to talk again about they're just throwing away the idea of proportions. Yeah. So you have Roach and his wife. I don't know his wife's name. No, I don't think um, her name. Or maybe Ruth did. But. They're they're talking or whatnot, and they're in their cabin, mm-hmm. and there is a window that lets them look outside. Right. Then there is a door, and then there is a window that sees outside. Yeah, yeah. Literally... 10 feet mm-hmm. no way that you fit like yeah yeah big alice doesn't fit in 10 feet no the the night car doesn't fit in 10 feet no the shot like there's they're, they're just like, like this is the smallest like area that i've Maybe seen some of the cars are narrower than others and we just haven't seen them no, i don't, I don't know. think that's how it works it's crazy yeah no the proportions are off i mean when you really think about this train and you think i mean they would either it has specialized tracks or stuff because you think about a normal train track and how wide apart you can have a night car on a normal today's train like you have to have a specialized track for this yeah so like yeah it's just like yeah the proportion thing they're, they're playing fast and loose. They're playing fast and loose with the proportions of this train, for sure. Yeah, the the the, the proportions. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I mean you're you're not supposed to care. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's something. It was so egregious in I, that I, instant, like where where someone could almost like lay down and touch either side of the train. Yeah. it's like no, that doesn't. I, work I think for me. Uh, I think part of it also, like you said, we're not supposed to care. But I think actually doing this podcast is probably why I noticed so many things. <laughs> it's like there's something to write down. Like yeah. Um, so uh, Miss Audrey, turn coat a little bit. Yeah, turn I'm coat. like, do you think? Uh, I was just like, that was one thing. I was like, did he truly? Is he truly turn coat? Or is he just playing like a real deep long game? But it is really hard to believe that. I'm pretty sure she's turned. I yeah. man, if they which going back once again of all like I said, they, they've been making mistakes the whole time, and that's going back to the 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 home team and the failures of making having Audrey get back with Wilford, knowing all the psychological uh, control he had over all the psychological damage he did mm-hmm. to her. He freaking got her to commit suicide yeah. and stuff. So knowing all that, like that was, I always, back then I said it was a bad move and then it kind of seemed like it was working, but now it seemed like, no, you literally gave him back the one thing that you had, not that you want to use Audrey as like, you know, a gambling piece or a bargaining piece, but still, you could kind of use that to your advantage. We have Audrey. If you attack, you know, I mean, not that you could really threaten her if you're good people, but like you could still, you still have an advantage there, but you gave him the one thing he wanted more than, in, than the train, it seems like. I mean, he yeah. doesn't want his train. So my thing is just like, Why? You, you sent her into the lion's den, and guess what? She got devoured. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, honestly, if it turns out that she was on, you know, the side of the train the whole time, mm-hmm. I'm going to be angry. Yeah. Because then it's just over. It was overacted. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like. I mean, so much her interactions with Alex, and she just has this general disdain for her. Uh, her kind of light lazy, la- lazing about and stuff, just being yeah. like really exorbitant. Knows the, biggest the whole thing, plan. The biggest thing is, uh, what is it? Like her interaction, because it makes no sense. One is, why did she seek out Josie? She even starts the conversation off with, we don't know each other. So it's not even like Josie's her friend from the train, so yeah. she's going to catch up. And it's like, 
So he seeks out Josie. And when he seeks her out, it's not to say like, hey, we still got a plan or something. It's literally for her to say, hey, like, come join Wilfred. And my whole thought is, if this is all her just like, I'm playing the long game. I'm going to get him yeah. back and in. That one scene makes no sense because like, what, what was your, what was it, what was the point of that? What was that? What was, what was the point of that? And like, you didn't have to, you could have continued playing the long game and never seeked out Josie. Josie wouldn't have brought it up because Josie doesn't even know you're in the train or know who you are really. And so I'm just like, what the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> like that scene. Was it, was it this episode or the last episode where they basically were like, we better just assume that she's turned. That was last episode. Last episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, Last episode, I disagreed with Layton when he said that. Like, I don't think he turned. Yeah, this episode, 100%, I'm, I'm like, you. oh, you know what? You you probably right there. Um, because yeah, it she just freaking like if she's if this is all a long con, like that's some acting right there. I yeah, guess. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, is it though? Because the acting seemed very concrete. Yeah, that she's on the side. If it was a little bit shaky, so you still mm-hmm. didn't like. I don't know. I felt. Yeah. I feel I, I feel like the perfect acting would have been I wouldn't be able to nail it down. Yeah. But I feel like I could nail it down. Yeah. As as is. Um so the 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 water pipes start bursting. Yep. All over the all over the uh LJ. I guess mm-hmm. she's in charge now. Uh, she long, the... I, I think that uh what's his face? Oz seems to be in charge. But uh LJ is just, you know, his number two. Like, he he kind of even says if we do this right, they can't take janitorial from us. Yeah, which I do really f- find it weird that even whether it's LJ or Oz, why would the rest of janitorial, yeah, like they're the fir- they're the new recruits, the fresh fresh faces. There was that. I mean, his it seemed like at the time the guy second in command that like that uh stout woman, you know, who's like she seemed really rough and ready to throw down. Where I was like, I see her stepping in. Like as soon as he's dead, I just saw her. Like yeah, I'm in. Just yeah. in. Like, yeah. I just saw CB in charge running stuff. And all of a sudden, it was like, nope, LJ and Oz. I'm like, really? These two? These, these? I mean, I guess maybe they're scared because LJ is. I guess the thing is, and I, I put it down. I know I brought it up so many times, so I'm not going to bring it up in the same way. But all I will say this is, I guess, war Trump serial killer. Because because there was a war right yeah. after she was brought out as a serial killer, everyone just seems to be like, oh, that's just LJ. She's just a weird little, uh, little girl. I'm like, no. She's not. Yeah. She is a serial killer who was removing male genitalia from people's yeah. bodies yeah. when she killed them. And everyone's just like, ah, she's a, she's a janitor yeah. now. She's look at like I mean, even Ruth gives her like, hey, your parents would be proud of you. I'm like, yeah. why are you telling she's We nothing. still don't know who was cutting off fingers, by the way. No, we don't. We I have mean, not got an answer to that. I don't think we're gonna get an answer to that. I, I think it's kind of just generally like, okay, the the pastor dude has people like because that, that's thing is we also know who carried out the rest of the murders because yeah. they killed seven breachmen at the same time it, it yep. had to be more than just a pastor and yep. the one lady from first so i think yep. it's just implied like oh the same sort of thing there's some other people working cutting yep. off fingers so so we also find out that roach's wife is janitorial oh was he yeah she's wearing that. like the white outfit oh i didn't even realize that yeah. at all yeah yeah because yeah that was that makes so much more sense now because he said like when they're talking she's like i have my own network and he's like well i don't agree with your network and now it makes sense because they're kind of counterculture because yeah. the, the the janitorial is very much the you know the black market or the mob sort of situation <laughs> on the train. Uh, I mean, which makes sense. They're makes running. Sense. They're running drugs. <laughs> they're controlling. Like, I mean, yeah, no, they're getting stuff done. Um, you, you know what I really liked that, and I don't know if I just didn't notice it before, or if maybe they they they've done it in this episode, but like all all the all the brakemen, all their all their uniforms are dirty. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that. 
I did like not. just a little bit dirty. Like I don't like they just haven't had time to clean them, or they're just getting dirty over the years because there's no way to do laundry, which wouldn't make any sense. I don't think that because yeah, no Ruth and uh, and Melody back when they were running hospitality, they ran a tight ship. Everybody's always in clean press. Like they they got ways to do laundry. Um, we yeah. get a scene, and I just find it interesting. We get a scene with uh with Wilfred and Josie. Yeah. And just like he's like being nice to her and helping her with her. I mean, he obviously wants to. And I think it's kind of implied, at least what I got from later on when Bob comes back and she's like, you know, you're worth more than being Wilford's weapon. And then he's like, yeah, he had a purpose, but not anymore. And then they tell her to get rest because they got a lot of work to do. And I was like, I think. She's the new make, Icy Bob. Yeah, they're trying to make an Icy Josie, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because um, because clearly Icy Bob's done. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna die or yeah. something, or there's no there's no fixing him. But she walks up to mm-hmm. uh, like a no, uh, kind of like an open port or something. Yeah, door, uh, yeah, like kind of. Um, and she area. sticks her hand in. I was like, I was like, oh, she's gonna get like addicted to the cold or something like that. But she puts her hand in, and it doesn't do any damage. Yeah, I guess yeah. it has like they've improved the formula for her. Yeah, so I mean, it's, he only had it out there that for a little bit of time, so I imagine if she would have kept it out there, it would have been damaged eventually, like and stuff. So I think it's like that thing is like I think what's I've got from it is that they've been doing the same sort of gel bath thing for Icy Bob for I don't like months at least, if not longer, like and stuff. Yeah. Where Josie's just starting, so I, I I it the way they said like they like the doctor told her to rest because they you know we got we got a lot of work to do. It's like that they're going to be like doing a whole bunch of that stuff to her, which. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I th- this seems like the good way to do it because I mean, if you can make everybody just immune to the cold, yeah, that's that's how you that's how you save it. it, but- it well, it's but it also seems like because they specifically said like they went over onto uh, Snowpiercer and they did a this is episodes back, but they did a whole bunch of you know helping people who had frostbite and stuff. But then with Josie, like they brought her over and they started doing the full baths and they kind of made it. And then when she was talking about Icy Bob and he was she was like. Yeah, he had so much damage like you. It seems like in order to be able to do this properly, the person has, like, has to be basically damaged beyond repair to begin mm. with. Like, you can't just start with people, like, I guess, maybe for it to graft to your skin properly. Yeah, you have to have gotcha. no outer skin or something. Because, yeah, they made, it, they made it very clear that Icy Bob was just as messed up as Josie when they started with him. Yeah, and gotcha, gotcha. That's why Wilford doesn't have a train full of weird, like, mutant people. Or not mutant, but people who can run around in this cold. I'm going to I'm going to say something odd. This show's getting a little too sci-fi for me. Okay. I do not like this. This whole icy bob. Yeah. She's got she's getting immune because they're using weird science skin grafting stuff. Yeah. That's just get That's not what I need. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, if it is... plays into something else later on, but this is just like an an I mean, we're already on a train. Mm-hmm. That's our sci-fi. That's our steampunk, you know, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. that's that's the leap I've got to make. Now I've got to make another leap that the people on the train are developing new genetics for people. And that's yeah. it's just a bit much, if you see where I'm coming from in that. Yeah, I got you. Um, so we get, and it's an interesting, and I wonder with these last two episodes if it's going to be a pivotal thing, though, is we get with uh, Boki... The breachman, like they, they, he goes out, mm-hmm. finds a sabotage, and that like, that turns him. Like he knows now that Wilfred is the yep. bad guy. And I'm just wondering, is Boki going to be pivotal to them defeating Wilfred? Like, yes, absolutely. I feel like that that was a major, uh, you know, even though like they said overall they're losing left and right, that was a major blow for Wilfred. I know that Wilfred was expecting to sacrifice him anyways because they were. See, and I don't him. understand that. I mean, they're like your most loyal. 
my only soldiers and you some of your strongest soldiers. Yeah, I think the two things, the only two things I can think of one is Icy Bob goes and attacks outside of the train. Mm. If all the breachmen are dead, nope, that's right. Then they can't stop they can it. Do yeah. to stop it. Um, because that thing is then what was the plan? So, well, here's the because thing is, if he if you didn't have if he wasn't around if he had died, yeah, who else could have gone out there and done that? Exactly. I, I mean, and it, then the train it, would have just been dead. There's a lot of yeah. It's it's weird. It's very strange. Because yeah, yeah. That's a I was plot wondering. Hole. That's well, a that, plot well, that's the thing is my only thought is if the pastor told him that Boki was still alive, is because mm. that's the only thing is I was I did put down did, did was Wilford expecting all the breachmen to be dead or did he know that Boki was had survived and uh, that so yeah that's the only thing is yeah if, if if he knew that Boki was alive then maybe the plan. Was but then then he should have known that Boki would turn on him also because like he, Boki knows nobody else can go outside the train yeah. but him even no matter how he wants much he wants to blame the Tellies or Layton there is absolutely no way anybody else could do it where it's like oh it has to be Wilfred then um, I mean, it's weird I, I guess the only thing I could square with that is they would have to go they would they would go every all the brakemen would be dead brakemen no uh, breachmen breachmen all the breachmen would be dead. And they would have to go to Wilford to see you got anybody, then go do this. Yeah. But they wouldn't have time. Yeah. It, it, it was just, yeah, it, it just bad. And like, I didn't understand how they knew that like st- sticking the, 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 the like rail iron in there was going to damage that specific part of like the, I mean, well, the it's Wilford train. He knows his train. He built the whole thing. Maybe he knows like, oh, if you, it, it wasn't that it damaged the chip itself. It was that, the constant venting had overrode the circuit or something. So maybe he knew like, well, it looked damaged. That, uh, I mean, it looked damaged, but what they said, like it had called it to overheat and maybe burnt, burnt or something. Cause what they said is like, after they pull it out, they're like, yeah, we're, we fixed it. So why are we still having this issue? And then afterwards, like, Oh, the, the constant venting we've been doing mm. has damaged this chip. So gotcha. Wilford understood that putting it there. Um, so one thing that gets brought up while we're they're, they're having a little powwow, Roach and all them. Or actually, no, before that, I just want to, one of the things that Roach said, or Ruth says uh, to Roach's wife, I'm like, that is just not a good slogan, though, is uh, they're talking about, like, you know, she's like, hey, they're asking me what side we're on and all that, yada, yada. And then Ruth ends their conversation with, we'll muddle through just like we always have. I'm like, that's not a good good slogan <laughs> to stand behind. You're like, hey, hey. We're gonna we're gonna scrape by. Like it's just like I don't know. That's not that's not boosting my confidence. Like I was just like Ruth, you might need to work on your uh, your your uplifting speeches. I don't know, man. But Roach Roach says the realest shit. Oh yeah, that anyone has said in this show in two seasons. Like when he's just busting out like. He built portals into yeah. the train used for freezing, freezing people's, people's limbs off. off. I'm like. That's real. Yeah. That's the that's I don't I don't know why I never like thought of it in that way. That like there's those portals were put there. That was the whole point. Like they and were that, there that, to begin with. And that's with. the biggest thing. <laughs> uh, another thing is that thing is the tell was never intended to be on the train. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, this is for those criminals who got like no. This is for the people who bought a ticket, whether that was third, second, yeah. first class. You put holes on the train yeah. for freezing arms off. Like, yeah. Uh well we don't know if those portals are just in the tail. No, that's, that's, first, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying well. to imply, yeah, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. is that the tail was never meant to be a thing. So those holes on the train, no matter where they are, were for you, the paying people, the third, second, and first class people. <laughs> like, that's the thing is the tail was never meant to be there. So those holes were installed with all inclination of if you <laughs> mess up, even if you're a passenger who's supposed to be here, we're sticking your arm out that hole. 
All right, all right. Before, because we're starting to get towards the climax mm. of the episode, but I just want to throw something out there. Okay. Nobody gives a goddamn fuck about LJ and the other guy loves story. No, I, Nobody I, gives I, a I shit. I wrote that down myself. But the other thing I wrote down too is, because I just, I, I want to, I, like. Explicit while, episode. Well, <laughs> I don't care about it, I also really want to be like, I want to talk to Oz, because like, it's very much implied that this is the first time they've kissed and made it their feelings. And no. my thought is this, is, does wait, wait, wait. Like, does she have a toothbrush? She's still got a little people in her well, mouth? Well, my, my thought is this. Is I'm like, Oz, let me get this straight. Like, I thought the whole reason you were with LJ was because you were getting some strange on the side. Why have you been hanging out with a psychopath <laughs> for all this time if this is the first time you've kissed? Like, I'm not yeah. saying that getting some strange on the side is enough to hang out with a psychopath, but at least I can give you something. Yeah. But it's like, oh, no. This is the first time you kiss? Why are you hanging out with her? You know yeah. she's a serial killer. Aren't you scared for your boys? Like, I'm just like, yeah. This is, the, this is the end of the world, the end of humanity on a war-torn train. There's no waiting around to get it on. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, uh, what's her name? Going going to the night car, the, the train detective, and just seeing the bartender and like, yeah. Oh, yeah. like ah, let's just go over the so corner. just so like, you know like, what? <laughs> let me get a drink and my, let's me and you go I like I like how they made it be like they just met. I'm like, no, yeah. come on. It's seven years on this train. They've had to Everybody have knows everything. Everybody, yes. especially someone who was a brakeman that could yeah. travel around all the cars. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get to basically, like you said, the climax. Uh, they find out that things are still broken. The only person who can fix it is Wilfred. Or the only person who has a part to fix it is Wilfred. I very much want to say that. Um, not the only person who can fix it. And uh, they get a little powwow together. And this is where I found it just was so weird. They're talking about the breakdown of the facts. You know, the tells here. The, the, the second is still with you. We know where first is. And then they, out of nowhere, drop this line. That was like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Hold up. They say the 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 remaining, the surviving jackboots have been gathering forces. How have we watched this whole season? Yeah. If any jackboot survived from the attack, in the, the war, the first one, we've gone through a whole season. Yeah. We haven't seen a single jackboot. And suddenly they're like, yeah, by the way, the jackboots are congregating again. It's like, well, they're still here? Yeah. We haven't seen them at all yeah. in eight episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Wilfred, Wilfred needs to bring the peace. And uh, and and so, Wait, the, but before we get to Wilfred coming over, okay, okay, this is this is where we get IT guys. All right, right, because they go down and they're like, open up that door. They uh, gloves, people, mask. Mm-hmm. This is the end of humanity. Mm-hmm. First of all, why do you only have one replacement part? Yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, if Big Alice hadn't. Like, let's say Big Alice never was a thing, and this part fails. What? <laughs> yeah, and it's just an exposed <laughs> server in a room that any it seems yeah. like anybody could get into. Well, only if you can get into the well, yeah, engine, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. The, uh, for seven years, only three people have been up there, so I think that's pretty secure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's just, you just, a drawer, and by the way, they reached into that way too haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're knocking and hitting, like, different cards and stuff, and, like... And like this, this pivotal piece, yep. the God module, as they mm-hmm. call it, they call it the the damn God module. Yeah, it's just laying in there, connected to like they they just, just connect a ribbon cable, a ribbon, ribbon cable, cable, and then you just threw it in and there. It's sl- not like there's no screws, there's in no any nothing. Way. It's like yeah, oh yeah, bad IT people, bad terrible, IT people. terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, that's one thing uh, you just said that I didn't even think about it before. But yeah, the whole fact that they're like Ben says it's easy to replace, we just don't have one. And my whole thought process is, so what you're telling me 
is let's say Wilfred died at the beginning of yeah. this. Big Alice isn't out there. They never run into Big Alice. Let's even say Leighton never takes over the train. Let's just say everything stays the same, but the God module one day fails. That's how hum- humanity dies is yeah. one piece fails. You yeah. didn't have any backup for the most vital piece on the train. By, by the way, <laughs> this was this was damaged because they were venting hydrogen or something yeah. or helium or something. Hydrogen, right? but yeah. That, right? The, the, the gills, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh yeah, they break all the time. All the time. I'm like, what? Yeah, you need replacement parts for. Yeah, <laughs> just, just insane. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they. Wilfred has to come on board, and this is where my first issue is. One thing they say is, Wilfred has agreed to come alone. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so here's what you do. Yep. Wilfred comes over. You close the door to Big Alice. You take the briefcase for him. You hold him in the tail the yep. entire time. Because what is Wilfred going to do by himself? I mean, Wilfred yeah. is insanely smart and he is a dangerous man when he's yeah. cunning and planning but standing with three even just two people Leighton and Roach stay with him fine They're, he's he's like in his what 50s yeah There's, I was just like just the, take the, the, the whole fact that they're just like I, and at one point I was like did he have a handcuff to him no there's no there's no yeah. nothing he is holding it in his I wouldn't hand. have let him come up until I verified it was in, the thing was in the box in the briefcase yeah. yeah so that's the first thing then the, the other thing they say during, while they're making out their plan of how they're going to keep Wilford from taking over is like don't worry we've cleared the path well clearly you haven't because it's nope. just a like dude hanging, dude out, hanging out, out in the subway there, yeah. I was just like I thought you said we've cleared the path yeah. Like what the you hell? You know what is you do? You on? put a bag over his head, or yeah. put him in a trunk or something. And exactly. Then, like you, you, they was, were not very covert. It, not at all. Wolver sitting in the front seat with a big smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how is this your plan? Like, and then once again, they let Wilford start fixing stuff, and the whole time I'm just like, but they made it clear that Ben and Halby both, like, they even said this is easy to fix. Yeah. The parts hard to get, but other than that easy to fix and stuff and then it turns out that melody's like that's again this was even part of wolford's plan the big mm-hmm. thing that it was like melody had done some weird back rigging and stuff but even the thing is javi's fixing it and then wilfred is egging him on making him not concentrate so they made it clear like no wilfred's not there if like i said if you would have kept wilfred in the tail and stuff and everything played out the exact same way i'm pretty sure javi and bing could have handled it yeah they could have handled it nobody would have known wilfred's on the train everything's bing bam boom we're, we're all yep. cool but then the, also the, the the pivotal part, and they like they watch him do it. They watch him do it. Yeah, he fixes it, and then he just starts walking towards the phone. And Holly and and Layton kinda go, oh, so we should we stop him? Yeah, like, I didn't get move. that. But then they just kind of, nah, it's fine. And then I was like, I didn't get that. Why, yeah, because the second he picks that up, it's over. Yeah, I was like Layton, you like Layton was stationed back where like said, I mean, even though Wilford's being demeaning towards him, we were like, you can't fix this. I'm like, yeah, Layton, you can't fix this. So you should probably maybe be guarding the one thing that he should not yep. have access to. But you're also standing back here like, what you doing, Wilford? Oh, that looks interesting. You're not an engineer. Yeah. Play to your strengths. Yeah. Play to your freaking <laughs> strengths. Go guard that phone. <laughs> he just lets him walk up. And I was like. That was epic, though, when he talked to the train. Yeah. That was pretty good. It's like, yeah. this is Engineer Wilfred, like, mm-hmm. and everybody cheering and stuff. That was well, pretty just cool. like, I like the part, even when Ben called out to the train, like, it's a emergency five. And like I said, it's been seven years and they've never done this. But just watching, like, there's all this strife in this train. People don't trust each other. They're at, at, at each other's next. But the second Ben said, we we got a class five, yeah. everyone just jumped like, oh, well, that, crap. But, that, but that's everybody, right? Because that's that's the same thing that happens with uh, with the brakeman. Or sorry, the breachman, where where he's like, oh, all my friends are dead. I hate everybody. Yeah. Everybody's a traitor, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as the, somebody says, you're the only one who can do this, the train needs you. Yeah. He's like, 
it's my job. Exactly. But all these other people, they're like, they're like, we're on the on the breach of civil war. But the second that you say the code word, everyone's yeah. like, we've got a job to do to exactly. keep the train running. And then that's it. And it and it was so awesome. I thought it was mm-hmm. like, this is some of the best the best uh, scenes that that they've had in the whole series where they're just running around and like gearing up to shut to shut it down and bring it back online. Very cool. Yeah. Um. And then yeah. And so they bring the chain back online, and that's when uh, that's pretty much it for the revolt. I mean, like, yep. they, everyone knows he's on the train. Um. I I just quite. I mean, was it just to signify the red candle or something I like the part with Layton flying the flare? Fly I didn't understand that. I didn't get it. I like, mean, there's an earlier scene where he says he'll send up a flare, but I don't know what that's supposed to tell people yeah. to do. I I don't, I don't, I don't like. Is everybody like, is that going to be some sort of like, oh, there is still a rebellion and like they know like, I mean, I guess maybe that was maybe that that, that makes sense. Maybe he was sending up the flare to warn the tellies. But what are they going to do? You're, you're yeah, like, it's not you go into hide and you're all on one train. There's nowhere to hide. Um, I don't know. Like I said, but this episode really for me did not do it. And the only thing that like I said, the only thing that keeps me from being. I thought it was a it. fun episode. There but was it, some fun. There was yeah. definitely some stretches that they made. But did you notice that they showed the prison drawers from the movie? Yep. That yeah, was pretty that yeah. was interesting. They had well, no, those prison, in there before. The, yeah, they did. Have they Season have one. they shown, shown big, Oh, big they did. The doctor with the red beard man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. Drawers. I'm wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah, poor Roach, man. I mean, I really like Roach. He's probably one of my favorite characters. It's yeah, he's sad. a good character. He, he, him and his family and the like he's trying to just he's just trying to protect his family. And that's what I liked is even Roach, like we saw him struggling a little bit with, you know, which side he should fall out on. But then he, you, you, we saw in this episode that he clearly, he's like, nah, we're sticking with Layton. Um, and he even said, why? Like, if we can't have a, a world where good men exist and stuff, like, is it worth it for my yeah. kids and stuff? And I, I, it's just sad that after he, you know, he made up his mind, like, nah, I'm sticking with this. This is what I'm doing. He ends up in the drawers. Like, it kind of sucks mm, for Roach. Mm. <sighs> but all right. That's it for, man, that, we, we, man. Oh, that was that was a lot right there. <laughs> you got a whole other show to cover. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and, is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Or is it the Falcon and the Winter it's Soldier? It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. I feel like it should be Falcon and the Winter. Yeah, Soldier. Yeah, he should just be Falcon. But they call it. It's the. I know. Um, second show in the MCU. Yep. You know the second one, and uh. It just got me thinking again. I, I, I mean, one of we didn't have a podcast back when Endgame came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I always said is I never agreed with the... And this show, watching this whole episode just made me go, yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense. Is with Steve Rogers going back in time and giving up being Captain America. We need that I, show. We oh, need that well, show of what see, Steve does but that I, whole time. I, I, thing is, I just did, I can't believe he would ever do that. Cause, I mean, there's there's three main reasons. Or four or three and a half, depending on how you look at it, is one is Steve is, and I think anybody, it's one of the things, if we're talking about a normal human being, just me or you, and we we, we put in all this time to save the world, yeah. we're going to say, yeah, you, you've done enough. You yeah. know, and I'm not saying that Captain America hasn't done enough, but that's not the mindset of our heroes when you see him portrayed like Batman and Captain America. They're not out there to do enough, they're, they're out there to help the world. That's yeah, the and, and the whole and the whole the whole reason that civil war happened was because Captain Rogers was just like, yeah, but if we see something, we're gonna do something. Yeah, and so one is he him going back in time, and now, it sounds really selfish of me to say he was being selfish, but I'm just saying to his character, not 
as an individual, but to his character, it's, it's a very selfish act for him to be like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The thing is, Sharon Carter lived a whole happy life without yep. him. Part of the story of Captain America was him learning to move on in his life. If you watch the movies, Captain America, if you watch Winter Soldier, all of it, it's him learning to, and adjusting that. He had that time back then, but that is past. So it undoes the story of him growing by him going back. Plus, yep. Sharon Carter had two kids, and people have yep. known the theory that, oh, he was always the father. He was always meant to go back. But I'm like, we don't, no Did one he has sleep definitively, with his daughter? <laughs> no one definitively said that. No one has ever said, yes, Steve Rogers. So in my mind, it's like, we don't know that. There was another man whose life Steve forfeited him out of. Yeah. You know, Sharon found happiness. She found someone. She fell in love. She had two kids. What right does he have to solve it? Yeah. I think. And then also people are like, well, it was always meant to happen. My thing is this is Steve Rogers, his best friend is Bucky Barnes. And this yep. is kind of the last two part thing is his best friend is Bucky Barnes. If he went back in time, yep. but the winter soldier is still a thing. You're telling me he knew his best friend was being tortured and mind wiped. And he said, meh, I'm happy. I'm like, not Captain America. No. Like, he would go save Bucky. So the fact that the Winter and Soldier And Hydra exists, and who yeah, knows what else. Like, exactly. he would mess with the timeline like the nobody's time business. The timeline would be all sorts of jacked up. And then the other side of that is still going with Bucky. But is Bucky, we see in this episode, he's not doing well. He has no friends. He's barely reaching out to anybody. Yeah. And I was like, you know who would stick around and be with Bucky? Who he would see Bucky is struggling and want him to succeed? Freaking Steve Rogers. Yeah. And he wouldn't abandon Bucky. I mean, the first time wasn't his fault. He One is he thought he was dead, and two is he got frozen in a block of ice. But still, after all he did in Civil War and all the other movies for Bucky to keep him yep. safe, he he re- literally went against the country. I mean, he was right, but still went against the country for Bucky. And then at the end, he's like, hey, good luck on your own with all your war damage and my mental PTSD. I'm going to go live a happy life with Sharon. I'm out. Like, it's, yeah. I never, in game, that I know that it was to write him out of the series. They wanted, you know, Chris Evans was done, but I wish they would have killed him. Like I really wish they would have killed have Captain America go out heroically because the yeah. ending makes it just goes completely classes with the character of who Captain America was in the MCU. And this show, well, they should they should have done something like, hey, if you go take all this stuff back, all the Infinity Stones and Thor's hammer, yeah. and whatnot, you can't come back. The, yeah, say like it was a and one then have way him trip. pass off the shield then. Yeah. And then just be done with it. Exactly. Like, yeah, having him show up as an old man, meaning he lived out his whole life and all that stuff, just it just throws a wrench and everything. But he's yeah, doing an after credit scene where he's just chilling with the red skull <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on that the, planet. On that planet, yeah, <laughs> like just guarding that, just, just guarding the up. soul stone, you know. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, so this show and multiple parts throughout it just really, just to me, I'm just like, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Like I, I enjoyed it. I like the character still, and I like this opening was pretty good for me. Um, but it just it just keeps reminding me that I just never really agreed with the Indian and Endgame. It just seems so un Captain America. Yeah, like it just one hundred percent made no sense for that character. Well, let, uh, well, let's let's place it in the timeline. Okay, so this takes place after Wandavision. Yes, but before. Um, not homecoming uh far from home yes that's what it seems like yeah because this is is a he says uh falcon says he's been working with the air force for about six Six months months, yeah so i'm one of was a few weeks after the blip or the unblip i guess Mm -hmm. you'll call it and uh and then yeah this is about six months which does once again go back to where where were you guys doing one exactly well i mean i did we just assume that they weren't tapped yeah i mean i guess bucky really isn't functioning as a hero right now yes which makes sense, you know. I mean, he's kind of in the same boat, if not more, as Wanda was, where it's like, eh, you're on 
some shaky guys. Yeah. They even brought yeah. up that he was pardoned because you've done some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so this opens up, and I just I just found it so laughable. This opens up with uh, after the very first opening is is this um, with. Uh, Falcon working for the Air Force apparently, yep. and they're like, "We got we got top secret mi- mission. We're gonna be in unsanctioned airspace. Yep. We, we need we need to be we need to be subtle. We 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 need to make sure like they don't know we're here." And I'm like, "You picked the dude wearing a red, white, and blue Avengers. bird suit. He also happens to be one of the most popular heroes." On the face of the planet, yep. and like we need to, we no one to know that we're here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, is an American flag flying in yeah. the sky? Like, <laughs> I was just like, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, they, it was not quiet. First of all, this was m- more than a one man job. Yeah, I mean, he he pulled it off at the end. Yeah, but like that, there were so many times when he could have just gotten destroyed. Uh, so here's what I'm running right down is all the time, and I think everybody does this all the time when it comes to like making not making fun of but kind of like pointing out something with avengers is all the time people bring up black widow and hawkeye are kind of like the sidekicks yeah you know they don't have any powers they're just kind of there hawkeye shooting his bows and sure black widow got some martial arts but what's that's going to do when you're facing off and i just i just feel like no one ever brings up like hey falcon has no powers either no, he's like, just a he regular just, dude he's just a regular dude with a pair of wings i'm just like yeah yeah, no one. We just kind of gloss over that. It's always like, oh, I look at Hawkeye and Black Widow. I'm like, what about Falcon? <laughs> He's just a guy with a set of wings. <laughs> um, okay, so so let let's talk about the plane. Okay, there are two things I want to bring up about the plane. Scene. All right, all right. Um, first, in this world, you you don't just dismiss. There's a guy outside the plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, you take that seriously. Yeah. If, if if somebody's like, I just saw a dude outside the plane. You're like, yeah. Is it Iron Man or some it, Iron Man knockoff? Is War it Thor? Machine, is it War still machine? running around? It, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, yeah, in, in our world, no, you, dude, you're seeing stuff. Yeah. You've been up too late. In the MCU world, it's like, dude, there's there's so many heroes. There's been, even if it's not a hero, there's been so many weird cosmic events and beings showing up from yeah. through portals and all sort of stuff where you can't just shrug off a dude outside the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so he, they're doing some fighting and stuff like that. And then they, they shoot the pilot mm-hmm. and he slumps over on the Poor wheel. Louie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, the plane starts to go down. I thought it was very funny, tongue in cheek, that they like, have the autopilot engaged so that way mm-hmm. it can't. But what's going to happen with that plane? Oh, yeah. It's going to run out of fuel eventually, yeah, crash, it's, somewhere. It's crash like, somewhere. Well, so here's my thing about this plane scene is uh, fucking busting the plane. There's like, there's like five guys in the back. He beats up four of them. But then the boss dude, like, I don't think he went a one-on-one fight, but he held his own fairly yeah. well. And the thing I kept thinking about is this: is like, so your your dude with a with a jetpack and a set of wings just come busting through the side of your plane. He can't yeah. really use the wings offensively inside the plane. And while you yourself can't handle them, I think you plus your four yeah, guys who are getting him. up off the ground could. But instead. They all throw on wingsuits and go into the one place where he has a severe advantage. I'm like, the yep. sky is a terrible. Yep. Like, just finish them off in the plane. By, by the way, they just had t- they had those wingsuits just laying around, and yep. they had time to put them put on, them on <laughs> ready to go. But yeah, I just thought it was so, like, let me get this straight. You, you, you're gonna go from the place where he's confined, can't use his wings offensively. You got you got him outnumbered, and one of you has shown that you can he can you can you can go toe to toe with him for a little bit. So I feel like that guy and the, the other four, you got him. Yeah, and then you go. Nah, let's jump in wingsuits, which while they made made it look good, like I've seen wingsuits and you can do a lot of cool air stuff, but you're not 
flipping over and firing yeah, guns and all yeah. that stuff. And you're certainly not doing it with someone strapped with an extra 200 yes, pounds strapped, strapped to your on back. you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you stay in the plane. But yeah, they all they all <laughs> leave the plane. They wanted to have an exciting scene. I get it. And the fight scene in the plane wasn't exciting, and especially for who Falcon is, you know, as a hero. Um, so so the, then they, they go flying through a canyon. Mm-hmm. There's helicopter. I'm like, this is a bit much. Mm-hmm. This is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just like, dude, you don't need to follow them through the canyon. If yeah. they want to go dangerously flying through a canyon, let them have above. it. You just go above yeah. and just shoot them from above or something. Well, my thing is, I was like, okay, um, let's just say roughly. I mean, I guess one of them is, you know, 400 pounds because he gets the, gets the hostage with him. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, we're, we're playing with, with gravity here. Gravity yep. and stuff. The, like the fastest they can go is going to be their terminal velocity of their weight, along with the 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 drag of the suit slowing them yep. down. Where I'm like, where Falcon has wings with a jetpack. Yep. I'm like, he would have in real life, like the fact that he's chasing them for so long, like they go through, they fly for a little bit. He catches one of them to feed some, and then they get in the canyon, and then the helicopters show up. And my whole thing was like, in all honesty. He would have caught all of them and yep. been able to defeat all of them before they even got to the canyon in the helicopters. Like yeah. he has a jetpack, so if they're all roughly the same weight, so they're all at terminal velocity without the jetpack. Guess what? He can turn on a jetpack and go way faster. Yeah. Plus, yeah. he has way more maneuverability. Not to mention, he like just tells his little <laughs> sidekick to go take out a couple of helicopters, yeah. and it does it. Yeah. Why can't he just be like, "Hey, go take out everybody except the one that's carrying a guy"? Exactly. Like. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I get it. We're going for a big, and it was great. I mean, it was a fun scene. I yeah, had a lot of no, fun it was it. fun. It's it real was fun. fun. But the logic part of me is like, ah, uh, <laughs> there's so many ways this could have been over already. Um, but yeah, so we 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 go we go zipping through the canyon. Um, and the other thing I have to say, I don't think they did it in any of the movies. I think this is the first time we really saw it. I, I just, it just didn't work for me. Is the up close Falcon shots where they like would do the camera on him while he's flying. Up close, just always, just always felt a little weird and jarring. Yeah, and it was, was like, weird. Was it was like, weird. That yeah. was some weird cinematography. I was like, maybe, maybe don't lean into those shots too much the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we we get uh, Bucky, but it's like uh, a flash. Oh, 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 before that, actually, we get because he he because uh, I didn't want to bring this up. Also, um, we go to he goes to DC to give up. the Oh, shield. I thought that was after the Bucky part, but yeah, um, giving up the shield. Yeah, and he gives up the shield. So one is. Once again, just to bring it up, like Steve Rod, this is six months after the snap. We saw clearly that Steve Rogers was alive after the last fight. I mean, he was old, and maybe he died in the six months. But I just feel like Steve Rogers gave him the shield. Yes. <laughs> and to be on national TV giving away the shield when you know, like, I'm like, do they not talk anymore? Like, did he, like, you're still friends, aren't you? Yeah. When did you bring it? I just feel like I Captain think they're Ma- trying to say that he's dead. I guess he passed in that or six something months. like that. I guess. Uh, that's what I'm hoping, because that's the thing is when when the therapist is talking to Bucky and she's like, "You you've been ignoring calls from Sam and all that stuff." And I'm like, "Is is there any any, any calls from like a a, a Reeve Modgers?" Like, <laughs> I feel like he should be reaching out still. Um, like I said, it's not going to be Steve Rogers, obviously, but uh, a, 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 Reeve, a, a Reeve Todgers. I don't know. Um, but uh, we got we got a little Don Cheadle action. Yeah, that's what I was there. War expect, was not expecting Don. I Cheadle. was not expecting I, him to be. So there, yeah. actually, that's what the question was. Do you think this is it, or do you think we're going to see more of him in this series? Uh, I, I well, he tells him to give him a call. Yeah, he'd give and him stuff like that. So I think he might show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Warmer scene out, but yeah, I could see him being in a little bit, which is nice, pleasant. I, I, I'm, I'm a Don Gito fan. Yeah, I enjoy him. By the way, why isn't he still 
he's still Don Cheetah, War Machine, mm-hmm. still wearing his his full uniform, mm-hmm. he'd be court-martialed. No, he already got court-martialed, and then they reinstated him in the in Endgame. Did they reinstate him in Endgame? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that. They, 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 or they, they either wipe, well, so he's either, it's one of two things. I think he's court-martialed in Endgame, but they basically, like, wipe his record clean at the end. Mm. Where I don't know if they, he was back in the military at the end of it, but maybe he was able to get back in after that. I mean... I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because in the military, you disobey an order, you're done. Yeah. That's just it. And he dissipated an order. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's yeah. them's the breaks. Kids. I mean, but he did also, like I said, once again, when you do, I mean, the same why, why Bucky got a pardon, why Wanda wasn't in prison. I mean, you, you, well, I'm just, I'm not saying that he should be back in the military, but for sure he should be okay. No, he should be okay. Yeah, but he, he should did be, just help save the world from the most powerful yeah. being ever. So I'm, I'm, with, can't you, be I'm like, with you. I'm hundred percent. But at the same up. time, he should still be court martialed. Yeah, that is true. That is that's, true. That's what it is. Yeah. So so we get a, we a flashback, which I didn't realize was a flashback at first he, he shows up in that and i'm like oh we're not gonna get miserable melodramatic no, bucky I, I and then like, i'm like oh, yeah he's back at it again and he says hell hydra and i'm like oh I, it's a flash when he said hell hydra i was just like wait what? like I, I was like was he saying that ironically and then i was like oh no he means it. And then, yeah it's a flashback so so it flashback he's basically it's one of his targets back in the day he's doing a bunch of higher stuff pretty pretty cool badass he's kicking some ass um defeats all the guys chokes one dude out with his metal hand and then we have this dude trying to get his key in yeah. the door. And the only thing I kept thinking is like, dude, even if you get the key in the door and you get on the other side of the door, you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, like, I get it. You're panicking. But like, if you get through that door, you didn't just see him punch through a wall. <laughs> like, he's so, coming through that door. Was he a target or was he just collateral damage collateral because he damage. saw what happened? It seemed okay. to be collateral damage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, which we get a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, let's see. So 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 we do get melodramatic. We do Bucky because he's he's going through uh, through therapy. Yep, and he's talking about making amends. Mm-hmm. This is a problem for me. All right, why does he have to make amends for something that he, he did? Had no control while he was mind control. This is my problem with the show Angel. Mm-hmm. So this is Angel being the uh, the spinoff the, the of Buffy. Spin-off of Buffy. The whole the whole point of the show is he's trying to stop being a vampire and get his soul back. Right, right. Right. Or he has a soul back, but get it get absolution and be mm-hmm. able to whatever. Right. Because he's supposed to pay for the crime he's supposed to make amends for the crimes that he did when he was a vampire, when he was possessed by a demon. They make it very clear in the mythos of these shows. That it's a different being yep. that has taken over your body and is controlling your actions. I'm like, Angel, the the Winter Soldier doesn't have doesn't have to I, 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 pay for anything. And I agree with you. I, I I agree with you. I think it's more of a personal thing. It's just it weigh, even though it wasn't him, it was his body, and I think it just weighs on his mind. Even though it wasn't like I like I said, me as an outsider, I'm like Bucky. You got nothing, yeah. to make up for. I think it's just him like that's personally. what the therapist should be focusing on is being yeah. like, you were under mind control. Mm-hmm. That wasn't you. Let's move past it. Yeah, not make amends. Like it's just I don't know. It's weird. So so my things I put put out is what is uh 
So we see Bucky and he like he slaps this little thing on her car and he pulls out this cool <laughs> tablet and he's driving. Where's he car. getting all this tech? Yes, I was like, <laughs> Stark is dead, and it's not like Bucky has money. They made it very clear he ain't real. I'm like, where you got this tech from? Yeah, where'd you get this computer? And then here's the other side of the coin is I get they're like trying to make it like Bucky's old, which he is, but also like these phones are even from his time though because he's before this time. Is the doctor asked for his phone? And he pulls out a flip phone and tosses it to her. And I'm like, why does Bucky have a flip phone? Like, that's usually a sign of like, oh, this is an older character. But Bucky is so old, cell phones didn't exist yeah, in his yeah. time. So it's like, if he's going to get a cell phone, why wouldn't he adapt to the cell phones of these days? Like, yeah, yeah. if it was, he was frozen in a time when flip phones were the thing and now he's back, it makes sense. Because he's like, yeah, this is what I grew up with. Yeah. He didn't grow up with any cell phone. <laughs> So yeah. why you got a freaking flip phone? <laughs> well, one would assume that he used phones at his, during his time as the Winter Soldier at some point. Yeah, but he was brainwashed. Does he remember that? Yeah, no, fair enough. But, but he remembers it all. He does remember. He does remember. I guess maybe all. he's more in touch with the flip phone then. Okay, fine. <laughs> you win that argument. Uh, so so he goes and he's he's hanging out with with this old Asian guy. Yep. And it, and just to jump forward, it turns out that he's the the father of the kid that he killed in yep. the, in the flashback. So, but they're they're at the restaurant, and the old guy sets him up on a date with with the cute bartender mm-hmm. restaurant worker stuff. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I get off at this time." I'm like, "I've worked at a restaurant before." Yeah, you're not going out if on a date get... at the end of right after your shift. You're going home and taking a shower yeah. to and wipe off so if much you, oil and grime. She's and like, stuff. "I get I'm off like, at ten to be here." Then I'm like, "I also worked at a restaurant." The other thing is like, "Yeah, if the restaurant closes at 10, you're not done till eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like one is you have the like I, you know, I can say it. I don't work in the restaurant industry anymore. But I was we always call them uh, last minute assholes. So yeah. Strolling yep, in at yep. nine fifty nine. Like, can yep. we get a table? I'm like, we can get. Something You're almost to go. done cleaning up. Yeah. And it's like everything, and then it's like and okay, here they we gotta, come in. Yeah. Uh, so you got to deal with them. Then you got to finish cleaning up and all that stuff. And so I'm just like. Yee, yee. Yeah, I totally with you. There's no way you're not doing a date after your shift. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I put this down. Da- uh, so when he's talking to her while they're on the date, well, no, he shows up. Actually, no, I, I got a bunch of stuff. I'm skipping over. Um, we can do it whatever order you want. Yeah, Donnell. let's just we'll just go to the date. Yeah. So when, when first off, when he shows up, he gives her he gives her some flowers, and she's like, "That's one of the most old fashioned things." Yeah. And I was just like, "Is it that old fashioned? Am I old fashioned?" I that still is think, old fashioned. I still think about getting girls flowers. You don't do that anymore. Oh man. Is maybe it, that. Is, maybe that's is why. That, I, well, no, I haven't. Got, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm brought any of flowers. That's not why I'm single. You can't get that far. I, I can't get. You that need far. an old Asian guy to help. I do need an old Asian guy. There are any old Asian guys listening to this podcast who'd like to help me be a wingman. um but yeah and then the other thing is he's talking about online dating and i was like am i out of touch what the hell is a tiger photo i don't know what that is either like what is a what is a what is a tiger photo is is that is that because this was supposed to come out first and it was supposed maybe it was supposed to come out closer to tiger king maybe and it was a tiger king joe what's a tiger photo like even i mean i watched tiger king and it was great and all but What's a tiger photo? I don't know what a tiger photo is. I did not look it up. I, I, I was didn't too either. afraid to look it up. I I, I was. <laughs> There's just... some things I don't want in my search engine. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was like, and here's the thing. Like I said, we already talked about. Yes, Donnell is single and is apparently asking an old Asian dude to hook him up if he's out there. <laughs> but until that old Asian dude shows up, the other thing is, uh, I do the online dating. I, I I'm looking at profiles all the time. I've never seen a tiger photo. <laughs> At least I don't think I've seen a tiger photo. <laughs> and it was such a weird thing to say. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, so one thing is I really like 
something that the MCU has done since the beginning. Um, but I also, I feel like the shows actually get to di- dive deeper in this. But it's one of the things that you, you never thought about in with your superhero stuff is the repercussions on the world of there being superheroes. Yeah. And also the repercussions on the superheroes themselves. Because yeah. we get to see a lot of how Sam being the Falcon has affected his family mm-hmm. with his sister. And also, like, his relationship with his sister, I put down, like, he doesn't, like... He's trying to come back and be the hero because yeah. that's who he's been. And like he's not listening to her though. Like she's like, yeah, I've been doing yeah, he's, I've been doing this on my own for five years. I found a way, and you're just kind of swooping in here. No pun intended, but swooping in here <laughs> and trying to you just save everything. And it's like, yeah, I, I really like that because like you never Batman has dabbled uh with this for a long time of yep. you know, being a hero. But also with Batman, and I guess you can say Falcon is in the same boat, but we get to see it on a grander scale. He's a mere mortal doing this and so you do see that it, it affects like they always had the thing with batman of him being tired at board meetings bruce wayne lives this playboy lifestyle but he's actually all alone yeah and they show that but for the most part when it comes to heroes like no you just see the heroes saving the day and they got the big happy face and then they go about their business and it's just like yeah i, I uh spider-man homecoming and they really harped on the events of the first avengers in new york city just destroying new york city and then yep. the, years later they're still rebuilding and then tony yeah. starks in his goodwill puts a whole bunch of people out of the job that's where the freaking uh vulture comes from and, all and like all of that is like yeah you just it's just it was really cool to see in the mcu as a whole and then even in this up this tv show on this episode it wandavision did it too is the repercussions of heroes it's yeah. just it's nice to see like yeah no it's not all sunshine and rainbows yeah. <laughs> man i wish they would focus a little bit or be a little better about the post blip world I mean, yeah. I get that it's been six months, but he's, you know, it's talking about like the world's falling apart. It's still mm-hmm. falling apart. We're still putting it back together, yeah. which I want that show. Yeah. You yeah. know, I want that. I want to, I want to see them putting, I want to see the dystopian, but every time we see anywhere, it just seems like normal everyday Things are stuff. Fairly like, normal and doing all right. Like I wanted to see like the restaurant that they were at, that Bucky was at, mm-hmm. just packed with tons of people trying to get in and maybe some comment of like, oh, it's really busy. It's like, yeah, there's twice as many people for half as many restaurants because we haven't, everything hasn't opened back yeah. up yet. Um, but let's let's talk about, by, by the way, I really didn't care about his whole sister's thing. Yeah. And like that whole, like they're going to go to the bank and whatnot. Like, this is not why I came to my superhero exactly. show was um, to see the trials and tribulations. Like you could so, just, you could just mention that. Yeah. You don't have to like take us through the whole thing, but I'm just like, but does he not have any money at I all? I know, like, yeah. I mean, he's been, like his sister does say he's been gone. Like, he, you can't have profit if you don't exist. I'd be like, hey, Air Force, if you want me to contract for you and go on these dangerous missions, mm-hmm. how about five years of back pay? Exactly. You know, like... Uh, what was I going to say, though? Um, one of the things that... Uh, with the, the sister thing is I thought it was going to be the co- common trope is... He starts promising, like, don't worry, I'll be there. I'm going to get this done. Like, no, 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 this is what they always do. The hero says they'll be there, but then their hero duties call them away. Yep. I'm like, okay, we're out. But no, then he was actually there. <laughs> like, like I said, I was like, no, the trope is you make a promise that you can't keep. You say, I'll be there. And then we're supposed to get a quick scene of his sister looking disappointed at the bank. And then he's off being Falcon. But instead, no, he's there. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What the hell's going on?" I, here? I, you know what I want? I want like the si- I want like the sideshow of like this just called Pepper, and it's just her fielding calls from like poor superheroes, being like, "Yo, Stark was helping us out. Can you, yeah, can you throw a little money our way? You know, you're like multi multi billionaire. You know, like <laughs> like hook it up. We need someone. To, we need someone to continue bankrolling this operation." 
yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get, uh, we didn't mention him earlier, but uh, Torres, who was, uh, who is Falcon's like contact mm-hmm. uh, in the Air Force, whatever, helping him out. Uh, he 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 does decide to do some underground snooping of this new group out there called uh I can't remember what they were named as. Uh, they're called the Flag Smashers. Yeah, the sma- Flag Smashers. I oh. like that. Even even Falcons like so they they just go with bad names. Now, so like, <laughs> they made it clear like this is not a good name for anybody. Um, but yeah. He, well, I think that I think that was a double entendre, and that he was also being like that's just like they're just naming themselves evilly. Yeah, like yeah, that too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he goes undercover and finds like there's some event that apparently they just had everybody show up and put on masks so the guys could get away. And yep. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying you don't have any, not to have courage, not to step up and do what you got to do. But, uh, Torres watches this man jump out of a third story yep, window, yep. land, start walking. Then he Superman kicks a dude yep. across the street into a yep. light post. And I'm like, man. Yeah, Don't we step back from this. Step him. back from this. Or if you do try to arrest him, maybe keep your distance. Like he was like right next to him. I was like, this is going to end badly. And then <laughs> he gets picked up. And I just want to know how is Torres's back not broken? He yeah. got smashed into that concrete so hard. I'm like, you ain't walking yeah, anymore. Yeah. You're done with walking, my friend. Say hello to the wheelchair. <laughs> like I was just like, but no, we see him later, and he's like, uh, he's just a little skull, banged up, orbital like. skull fracture, and I'm like. No, back broken, face smashed. Yeah, is, yeah. Is your You're gonna be hanging synopsis. out with Don Cheadle's <laughs> with, with War Machine, just being exactly. like in a wheelchair. It's like you got any more of those suits flying around? Uh, I like I like that they referred to him as an actual Uncle Sam. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit too much. Like when the kid said, it, "I was like, oh, that's funny," but then she like drove the point home. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was a bit much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Real quick with the the family also. I like I said it wasn't a big thing, but they're talking about selling this boat. I'm gonna sell yep. this boat. And like Sam's on the boat trying to fix the engine. I'm looking like it's all beat up, windows broken. I'm just like, I'm not trying to insult you here, uh Sarah or his sister's name or whatever, I can't remember. But I'm like, um, who's gonna buy this boat? Yeah. Nobody's so, buying no, this boat. No, that's a good question because <laughs> well I mean, I would imagine that there are there there are not enough boats to go around. Because yeah, okay. because when the blip happens, you now have twice as many boats as you need for the whole world. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a lot of old ones and crappy ones, and you just throw them out. Yeah, you don't take care But of then them. everybody comes back. You're like, well, now we suddenly have yeah, a shortage don't. of boats. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I imagine that she I guess, yeah, it, I guess if you can get a running boat, you got a running boat. I'm just, so. yeah, I'm like, why did she, why did she wait till after the blip to sell the boat? Like, she just happened, like, I don't. Like why wasn't the boat boat already sold? Because like you said, everybody before at before once the, when the blip first happened happened, there were too many boats, so no one's gonna buy that boat. It's not yeah. until and then there's this boats wasting. Ah, stuff. fair enough. So now that everybody's back, now she now sees she it as I can boat. sell yeah. this boat because there's a shortage of boats. Even this piece of crap boat, if we can get this thing running, we can sell it. So that's probably it. I I mean I would also think like. She like it's like a shrimping boat, a fishing boat, yeah. or something, right? Yeah, a little fishing I'm boat. like, they probably need a lot more fish now than they mm-hmm. did six months ago. You know, like I would imagine your business would be booming. And by the way, they're like setting up like a bunch of like food they're gonna give away. I did. They never and I'm like, I didn't understand what, what they were was. doing. But I'm like, you're so poor that you got to sell your boat. I mean, some people I mean, are all be about giving, charity. Be giving and charity, sure. Struggling, but but not when you're gonna have to sell your boat. Yeah, you know? you you gotta lean on your house so you can fix your boat, so you can sell it, so you can hopefully get your house. And like, yeah, no, you're you're in some dire straits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then uh, 
wrapping it up, we get uh, the Indian scene that the the guy, what's, you know, he looks just like, I can't remember his name, but from the, from the first Iron Man movie, the guy who betrayed him, the, who was his, like, his board of directors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like they Obadiah's use that. They, Obadiah's, yeah. yeah. I feel like they've used that face for so many villains <laughs> into you of a guy with a freaking kind of scraggly beard, older dude. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as I saw him with Don Cheeto, I was like, oh, that guy's not up to any good. He <laughs> he's getting the sealed, but not for his purposes. Yeah. And then, oh, here it is. Now we got a new Captain America. Yep. Uh, I looked it up. His name is John Walker. John Walker, uh, the super patriot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, we both did research. We did. We <laughs> did. I read up. He, he uh, you can go a little bit deeper in the comics. He goes on after his stint as a short stint as Captain America. He becomes the U.S. agent. Hmm. Very original name. I didn't do enough research, yeah. apparently. No. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting <laughs> how that plays out. Um, if they're going to be fighting him or what's going to go on yeah, there. Uh, you know, but, look, if, I, if I've if i got Captain America's shield, mm-hmm. it's my shield. It's on loan to the museum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't give this to anybody else. Yeah. If I want it back, it's mine. Yep. Like, yeah, there. The, the, you don't. You don't make any rules when you're giving away just, one. Just, of, like, by the way, how much is the shield worth in oh, vibranium? Yeah. yeah. Like no, we that, know that like that Vision's shield. worth three billion or something like yeah. that. Like that's got to be worth like a couple of hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, you you easily buy yourself a, a super yeah. Car hey, a or a boat or a or boat. <laughs> 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 or you get you just go to the bank and be like. Uh, yeah, we need a big loan for this boat, and we've got a business plan. It's like, well, you got no collateral. It's like, how about this thing? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No, I don't know. How Captain people, America Shield. I'll I don't know put that on hot. Feel about about <laughs> Sam putting using Captain America Shield as collateral for a loan like that. That's some new low right there. Or like these people that wanted him to give it up, if mm-hmm. he's giving it up whole cloth, little little exchange there. Exactly. Little I'm exchange. Like, it's like you want the shield. Like you know, something. we're having some financial problems. You know, the blip's yeah. hard on everybody. Why not, why not a couple million dollars? Just, yeah. You know, just just, just for the cause. Up. Exactly. You know? You know? Get your shit so together, much. Falcon. Yeah, he, he's too much of a, <laughs> of a good, a good, you know, um, boy scout. You know, you know uh, and, and, and wrapping up, this was an oddly paced episode. So, yeah, I, I was going to bring this up, too. And I felt like it maybe could have cut out some stuff and added mm-hmm. some other stuff in. Like, like something you want to do in the first episode is clearly define an enemy. Yep. Which they kind of did, got but a not little really. Bit, but we don't know anything about. We just know he's we a don't dude know who can jump out of third story building. Yeah, and kick Superman kick people across um, the street, and we didn't get Falcon and Bucky meeting. See, like, that's what I'm about to know. say. Is I find it very weird. I think that they said that this is only a six episode show, and I'm like, you got six episodes, and in your first episodes, you don't establish, like you said, you don't establish a villain or what the plot is, yeah. and you don't have your two. The, the, the title is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They don't even interact yeah and uh i mean as far as i can tell the villains of this show are going to be loan officers and therapists <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh man that's a, hey, i mean they already took some stretches with wanda yeah maybe yeah. they're just they're just going you know, a whole other and route that was that was jarring mm. to go from wandavision to this so, and this being so normal, yeah, compared to I think it's two things. One is remember, WandaVision was, was supposed not supposed to be to, first, yeah. and the other thing is, I mean, the the I think it was either Kevin Fergie or one of the directors or writers for the Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, and I for me, it's like, well, this is obvious, but like they made it very clear, it's like Falcon Winter Soldier isn't going to be like mind twisting and weird like WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, well, no, like like I said to me, I was like, well, no, duh. Like, this is more of a straightforward hero movie. And he, he said buddy cop because, you know, you got two guys yeah. and stuff. But still, so that's what my thing is. Like, were there people out there who 
after watching WandaVision, I was like, oh, all of the MCU shows are going to be yeah. like this? Because I'm just like, no. Like, I knew from the get-go yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier wasn't going to be like WandaVision. Um, um, so, a- any predictions? I mean, there's going to have to be some confrontation with that with John Walker. Like, there's no yeah. way that yeah, flies. Um, I mean, I, I, I think know. the big prediction is, is that I think by the end of this, Falcon is going to get Serum. Maybe okay. because they because they've got some strong people that it kind of alludes. There's there's some stuff in the end credits if you really like break it down, which new rock stars did, and yeah, uh, you know they show the serum and they talk about some of the some other scientists that were creating super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and clearly the guy who jumped out of the the bank yeah has has some extra Something. power there. Yep, so yep. so yeah, I I I think that uh, Falcon is gonna is gonna I get a little juiced that. up at some point. I see that maybe. Um, I mean, it is one of the things. Also, I mean, and it makes sense why Captain America picked him and not Bucky. But it is one of the things where, like, Bucky is clear the candidate to replace Captain America. He has the yeah, but strength. Ca- no, but the Winter Soldier. Like I said, no, that's be... why it makes sense. Why is he knows yeah. that Winter Soldier? No one's going to accept Winter Soldier yeah. and Captain America. But that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, Bucky is already in that category, so it makes sense. And so yeah, it would only make sense that Falcon needs to. Uh, I mean, it's one of the things of. It kind of tarnishes him a little bit, like not to insult Captain America and Bucky and all this, other, but you know the whole like, oh, the only way for him to compete in this league is to is to get juiced up, like, you know, it's just leading to that, you know, drugs are the answer, Robert. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm a, I'll be real with you, Donnell. Someone comes up to me, it's like, hey, here's a here's a drug that's gonna. Oh, well, make you, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no, you know, I'm, like, yeah, no, I'm on board too. <laughs> get, get to be at the peak physical uh, of human. At all, like yeah. that's one thing I always point out, like about like because people are like talking about Batman, who's in this without the drugs, but still Batman or Captain America. They're talking about these guys, and it's like it's not just that they're in the peak state. It's, that thing is, you can see, and they you can see think guys like uh, in real life, the world's strongest men, yeah, and they're pulling buses and all that stuff, but they're they're huge. Yeah. They're gigantic. Well, they're, they're also taking drugs. Well, probably. Most of them. But yeah, but but that's not what I'm focusing on. Like I said, they're huge, and they're they're not running no quarter quarter mile yeah, anytime yeah. soon. And like that's what the difference between like just being like that thing is. That's why Batman is so much more effective than a world's strongest man or yeah. a track star. Is yes, you are. And I'm not putting down these people, but you excelled at this one thing where you can yeah. run really fast, or you're really yeah. strong, or you're really agility. What Batman and Captain America is, is they're at the top. In and all, all of that, and that yeah. makes you almost superhuman. Yeah. Like that's where it is. It's like, yeah, it's it's looking at it, it's like, yeah, you're you're. So yeah, if someone came up with a drug like, hey, you can be peak in everything, agility, strength, yeah. all that stuff. I'd be like, well, hell yeah, hit me with some of that. <laughs> Who's gonna say no to that? Come on. <laughs> well, we'll wrap it up there, everybody. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode. Sorry if we went a little long, but we yeah. had a lot to talk about. Um, it sounds like maybe Snowpiercer might be a double episode next might week. Be. So we'll we'll see if we end up doing doing a double thing like we did with Wandavision mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatnot if that happens. But in the meantime, you can always email us at watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at watchingitpodcast. Donnell, where else can they find us? Well, uh, you can always get us on Twitter at watchingitpod. Um and we uh, have checked our, our our stats. Oh, big announcement! Yes, yes, yes. Of our listener base, we have been 100% male since the beginning of this thing, and according to Anchor through Spotify, we now have 4% female listener engagement. So, so one, probably one, probably one, <laughs> and 
and we know who it is. If you're out, yeah, we probably know who you are. Thank you so much for listening. You're, you're, we're broadening you're diversifying our range. You're, our, you're adding yeah. diversity to this podcast. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> we're, we're, we're no longer just big in Japan. We're now polling 4% with women. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, do give us uh, your likes, subscribes. If, if you are a woman and you want to help that 4% go up, we'd love it. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Bye.